Hi, everybody. I'm Ralph Ben Mergy. Welcome to Not That Kind of Rabbi. Uh, just been actually speaking to a few rabbi friends of mine, and I wish I was that kind of rabbi when I speak to them because they're so lovely and engaged and socially aware. I have a, a, a mentor, a, a teacher. Rabbi, by the way, means teacher. That's literally what it means. It doesn't mean priest. It means teacher. And uh, this rabbi, who is one of my teachers, uh, he's Canadian, but he's down in Philadelphia. Um, I'll say his name, Rabbi Sean Zevit. He's a Canadian rabbi who uh, has a pulpit in uh, Philly. Uh, and he's just such a wonderful man. But he had a choice in his life as a rabbi to either cultivate the flock and make them feel exceptional and tell them that this is all about them, which some do in religious life. But instead, he opened their doors to the world. He demanded social justice for everyone. He lives in a place in Philadelphia. Philadelphia is a pretty tough town. And they try to portray it often as, you know, we're really tough. They're tough on themselves. And the race and uh, social issues are as real as, as if it was the Civil War was yesterday. Which leads me to this idea that I had a couple of days ago that I I used to say quite often to people, I think we're in a slow motion civil war in America. And now I actually feel like the civil war never ended. The results were not acceptable to the losing side. And that America has continued to fight that civil war to this day. And that when we look at what happened by having a black president is that the bounce back, the slash back, the white lash as it's called, was enormous. As one commentator said, there was a black host with a, with a white supremacist guest who was trying to appear like a very reasonable white supremacist guest. The black host said to him, you know what your problem is? You used to have an 80 yard head start. Now it's only 30 yards and that's pissing you off. And I thought, there you go. And I think that when I think of my rabbi, Rabbi Sean, Reb Sean, I think of someone who cares enough to march in the streets with others, who sees everyone as brother and sister, and who has the best intention of religion, not the worst, not the, my team is better than your team. You know, when we talk about sports, it's a form of religion. People believe in the patron saints and, you know, the Hockey Hall of Fame is the Stations of the Cross as you walk by each of the great players. and. You know, your, your childhood animates as you look up and see Frank Mahovlich and think, oh, wow, he was from Leeside, and that's so cool. And, you know, I played uh, house league, at, and his dad was the skate sharpener at Leeside Arena. How cool. But, you know, you start to worship these people. And Charles Barkley, the basketball player who's now a commentator on basketball, he said a wonderful thing once. Somebody was pillaring him about what something he had said publicly. I can't even remember what it was. And he, he turned to the commentator, he was just finishing being a, a player, and he said, look, I'm not here to raise your children. I'm here to play basketball. If you don't like the way I play basketball, we'll talk. But I'm not here to be the, the example to your child. You are. Go about your business. And I thought that was just fantastic. So we've got these skewed, partisan, sectarian pieces in us. 
And we have to be careful because there's nothing wrong with loving where you're from for the particular of who you are. I'm a North African. I'm from Morocco. We came here after 500 years in North Africa. I'm Canadian. I'm Jewish. I'm a dad. I'm no longer a Leaf fan, which gives me great joy, I must tell you. I love baseball. I love all religious studies. I just eat them up. So if we can try to see the universe in ourselves while we are particular about how we're articulating that universe, perhaps we'll have something better to say to each other than my team's better than your team. That being said, I've never had the pleasure of meeting this guest before. I love his music. I love the way he moves to his music. And he's given us great joy over the years. He's a national treasure, a reggae and a rasta. And his name is Jay Douglas. And I'd like to say hello. Jay, welcome to Not That Kind of Rabbi. Thank you. Uh, uh, I'm honored to be here. And thank you for the few lines you gave before. I had the pleasure of going to Morocco a few times. It's a wonderful experience. I've been there while I was working on cruise ships those years. Oh, yeah. Yes, it was very, 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 it's unforgettable experience. You know, I have a friend who's a stand-up comedian who does cruise ships. And I said, man, like, after the first night, it's the same crowd for the rest of the cruise. Mm -hmm. Don't they get sick of you? And he goes, well, you got to be pretty creative to keep their attention more than one night. True, because, uh, yeah, it's the same crowd, but uh, my mission was to educate my mind. I have to say this to you. You said you're Jewish. God mm -hmm. bless you. I remember I was in uh, Portugal, Madeira, at the New Year's Eve gig there at the Sheraton, and I went to the pool during the day, and <laughs> there was a Jewish brother in the pool, much older, man. he was older than I. He says, listen, where are you from? I said, Toronto, and he goes, so what you doing here? I said, I'm here to perform for the New Year's gig. He says, yeah, so what you do? I'm a singer. He said, he goes, listen, the fact you know how to sing, it doesn't hurt to learn how to dance too, you hear? <laughs> And when you, he says, you learn anything about Madeira? I said, yes, I went out. He says, when, when you go to a place or a country, you don't go to see how pretty it is. You go to educate your mind, learn as much as you can. And those two advice has stayed with me. It's true. That's Working a good on one. a cruise ship, I yeah. volunteered my service on the cruise ship as a tour guide when I was not performing. So I would go out with the passengers Make sure that the same amount that leaves the ship, let's say 50 left uh, passengers <laughs> uh, went for the excursion, I have to make sure the same amount returned to the ship. So that's how I got to educate my mind about these places. You know, it's an interesting perspective because for a lot of entertainers or performers, it's about what am I putting out? Right. Right? As opposed to what am I taking in? And right. you're telling me it's about taking it in, not, not yeah. just putting it out. Right, create a balance. Yeah, yeah. Mm. When did you first think to yourself, or did you, I should be up on a stage in front of people? From, from I was being conceived. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> no, no, so it's, ne it's never even been an issue, right? It's just a thing. It's just who you yes. are. You know, and not only that too. Let's give it. I was. I'm from Montego Bay, Jamaica. So at that time when I was born, you know, the the British Jamaica was part of the British Commonwealth and was a colony. But one thing, the British at the time, they made sure that music was part of the school curriculum. And and then we had the church. I was a Methodist, so we go to Sunday school where music was involved again, singing. We had to learn to recite. We had and in school we had to learn to have good penmanship, spell properly, and singing. So all of that foundation, you know, got me ready. Then we were I then I started to participate in talent shows like what you have here as American Idol. I've been through that long time when it was much tougher than the one here now. You know what we had in Hamilton, they had in Ontario, they had uh, tiny talent time. I remember that when I just came <laughs> Sunday afternoon. It wasn't tough, <laughs> but you know, you know, but it was really. We talk about it still. It was beautiful. I forget the name of the host. It came from uh, Bill Lawrence. You got it. Yeah, you Bill got Lawrence. it. Yeah. You got it. You got it. It was beautiful. We look forward to it every Sunday afternoon. So tell me about uh, when someone says Methodist. I don't. I don't understand anything about being. What's the difference between well, a Methodist, Methodist and a Presbyterian? Well, there are Protestant, but Methodist was founded by two brothers, John and Charles Wesley, in England. So that was their part of religion. And but it's at the end of the day, it's all Protestant, and it worked for a while, you know, in Jamaica until I. Um, I got a little older and they said you become a, a part, uh, you're a product of your environment. So the Rastafarians meetings every Friday night uh, until late at night out in the, the, the square in the center there, there would be a meeting. And as a kid, you would hear that what they're saying, but it was forbidden to go home and said, well, I checked out the Rastafarian meetings because they were like outcasts. But that you those teachings that you heard as a kid in the subconscious stayed, you know, until you go into Kingston and then you were introduced to the whalers, you know, because mm. they grew up with that foundation. You know, so then that's what I found out was spirituality, not organized religion. So you start to hear stuff that that you that I heard as a young man and started read and pay much more attention. So I get that the Methodist path would be religion and you know yeah. a yeah. code of conduct and right, right. values and wisdom and right. all of that. But, but I was always under the impression that the Rastafari culture was also one of teachings and wisdom and you know, the, the words of, of Haley Selassie and, you know, I, I thought that was, I've always thought that's a religion too, that there's certain things you, you're supposed to do and certain things you're not supposed to do. In the form of, but it's more of a spiritual, for example, one love, one heart, let's get together and feel all right. Listen to those lyrics. Another one, there's a natural mystic blowing in the air. And if you listen carefully, 
you will hear. That's natural mm -hmm. mystic. Those words give you hope and reality. Most of the whalers stuff, Peter Tosh, don't quit. Don't worry about the thing, because every little thing's going to be all right. There is a resolve. But don't tell me now that I have to come to you with my problem to go into the spiritual connection. No. No, some people might be offended. Seek it, it's within. The answer is within myself. Not externally. I don't believe in being living in the physical only. They go both. Mystical. Metaphysical. Yeah. But so, this might offend, so I have to be careful here. Yeah, this is not what I'm Why? Why does that offend? Well, truth, that... truth, truth. What is reggae? Awakening. Truth. Reality. The, the music before reggae. Tree music came from the blues. The blues, the southern blues. Then you had, because of the influence of the music from New Orleans going into Jamaica in those years, they decide to make their own music. So they went into ska. They break they, the influence of the American blues into ska is like, simmer down, uh, uh, licking to art now, simmer. Whalers, early whalers, Bob right, Marley. Right. Then they slow the blues down to rock steady. Girl, I've got a day. Uh, but I just can't keep rock steady. Then, they slowed down to reggae, new awakening, reality, experience, social injustice, you know, all kinds of bars. Let's move them with the reggae. So all the other two before reggae was fun, dance, happening. Reggae is a little more, it's an awakening. Beautiful. So when I was a kid and... Rastafarian culture was just emerging for us through the music, through the Wailers, mm -hmm. through Jimmy Cliff, through mm -hmm. through everybody. It was just like, wow, what, what what's going on here? And the, but of course, being who we were in this culture, it was like, hey, and you get to smoke pot, mm -hmm. <laughs> you mm -hmm. know, and that all of a sudden became, you know, oh wow, a religion that lets you do something against the law—that's cool. Mm -hmm. So we all kind of lost the thread. Mm -hmm. But can't tell me what place cannabis has in the spiritual life because I, I smoked pot for years, <laughs> right? And there were pieces of it that I thought were spiritual, mm -hmm. but there was also a habituation, a, a, a can you not smoke pot tonight kind of feeling. And who is the pot smoking me or am I smoking the pot? That made me sort of keep it at a bit of a distance because it was. I wanted to change the color of my sunglasses every night by having, you know, smoking a joint. Mm -hmm. So I, it was about not wanting to be here, not mm -hmm. wanting to be present for, for what was going on. Mm -hmm. And I had to come to terms with that. And mm -hmm. yet I had friends, a couple of whom were Rastafarian, who saw it completely differently than I did. They mm -hmm. saw it as a sacred mm -hmm. herb. Mm -hmm. There you so, go. Tell, sacred uh, yeah, okay, herb. So, so tell me, explain it to me. I need, I need your Well, from the old tradition days in India, the whole years and years go back, all those elders, 
they would they would they sat and they smoke and they communicate their diet physical and spiritual diet because that's why they call it wisdom weed and may God help you if you choose to use it and use it in the wrong environment may God help you if you choose to use it and don't read a good book or a good documentary because the mind is open up now get ready for what you're going to grasp and may God help you if you use it and don't use it in an organic form may God help you if you use it and you don't have a vision because the book of Proverbs said where there's no vision the people will perish I didn't say that the good book may God help you if you choose to use it for your own agenda which is not positive or truthful i can't decide for one because in the old country my grandmother louise said every tub sits on its own bottom so the choices that i make i must be prepared to face the consequences and everything goes in plurality brother high low hot cold sweet sour bad good it's for me to create a balance i can't speak for others but i can speak for me and a lot of people need to know that the the whalers bob marley and the whalers they were influenced big time by curtis mayfield and the impressions mm. the song one love bob marley don't own all that publishing curtis mayfield because that song is people get ready Mm. And but he Bob Marley had one love, one heart. Let's get together. So there's the influence from Curtis Mayfield and but Curtis Mayfield. Let's go back and check who he is, a deep spiritualist. And we have to be careful what we say today because words are very powerful. We're living in a spiritual universe governed by spiritual laws. We're spiritual beings, and if I choose to speak carelessly or recklessly, hey. Karma knows everybody's address. And that too is reality, my brother. Mm-hmm. Yep. There's a lot of parallels here. Very interesting. Because the, the the ill speaking ill of people in, in the Jewish tradition, it's called Lashon Hara, the evil tongue. Mashan? Lashon Hara. Lashon Hara. Thanks for that. Yeah, that's the so in that one, the story goes that there's the guy in the in the village who's really bad mouthing the rabbi to anybody who will listen. Oh, let me tell you about him. Just doing it all over town. So the rabbi calls him to his house uh, before the Sabbath begins on a Friday. And he doesn't know what it's about and the rabbi says, "Come in, come in." So, so I understand you've been saying certain things about me. And the guy is very embarrassed. He goes, "No, no, look, don't. I'm, I'm. Do not worry about it. It's fine. I'm just going to ask you if you if you want, you know, to to resolve it in a good way. Um, there's a thing that you would need to do. He goes, well, well, what is it? I'll do it. What is it? I'm I'm, I'm really sorry. He says, I want you to go home. I want you to cut open a pillow, and I want you to scatter all the feathers, and then come and see me on Saturday night after the sun has gone down." So he goes, he does it, he scatters all the feathers, he comes back and the rabbi says, so did you do it? Did you scatter the feathers? He says, yeah, I did. Is that it? Now, well, one more thing. I'd like you now to go and find every one of those feathers and put them back in the pillow. <laughs> and he says, well, I can't do that. And the rabbi says, well, you can't take back every 
bad word you've said about that's everyone. right those that's are the right. feathers so yeah from here on in maybe you should not cut your pillows open and spread your feathers everywhere. that's right that's right and he lets the guy go so yes. it's the same idea mm-hmm you know, it's choices, right? Like you're talking, the things you were just talking about, but the, the other part I hear in what you're saying is about not t- getting rid of parts of yourself, but learning to balance the parts of yourself. Create a balance. Because if I'm not Create a part, a ba- if, yeah, if I'm not part of the solution, I'm part of the problem. It's as plain as ABC. And it's not that I'm so right, you're so wrong, or the right. other. Right. You know, I got to clean up my environment, which is my mental state, my my physical body, my diet, spirituality, and the, a, a good diet to build my immune system. You know, it's my responsibility with the, with the guidance of the spirit. And the spirit is job. Godly spirit, energy, force. So what's God look like to you? He, he's not black and he's not white. It's the spirit. It's a spirit, not yes. a person. It's no, not a, and when I see you, I see God, because God created man in his own image and in his own likeness. You know, I've never done an interview like this this deep, so I am very cautious of what I'm saying, because being an entertainer, and I know, I, I, I really commend you, because you're a deep interviewer, and I love your vibes, but I just want to let you know, this is not something that I really, because... When I don't know, I admit I don't know, and I go seek by educating my mind. And this is a subject that don't sit well with a lot of people. Why do you think that is? <laughs> because, you know, when I think about my podcast, and I, you know, I, I think I should find some, some people to uh, sponsor my podcast. And then I realize <laughs> that the word rabbi alone would be enough to scare off most people. Well, and then the idea of spirituality would be like, oh my God, we're not going to talk about that. Religion and politics, right? The two things you're not supposed to talk about. But we've already, everybody talks about politics like it's sports. But nobody talks about your spiritual life. My, my, (laughs) go ahead, bro. No, no, that's what I'm saying. Because my mom came here as a domestic worker from Jamaica in the 50s. Right, right. And when I came in the mid 60s, the first thing she taught, she sat me down at breakfast. She says, son, let me tell you this. A good child listen to his or her mother's advice. Son, knowledge is power when it's used effectively. You're going to need to educate your mind. I want you to educate, know the value of education. So I went, down, I went to Central Tech, the largest technical school in the Commonwealth. And it was a big, big eye-opening for me. So... Knowledge is power when it's used effectively. And if, if I stop learning, then that means I know everything, and then I'll be stopping. Wait, 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 wait. But, but, but now we're talking retainer. I'm sorry. So I have to be careful about what I say. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So, so, in other words, if people come to my performance and think they're going to be preached to, mm then uh, I, I'm not doing my job. Right. Uh, right? Right. Yet, when you are up there singing, mm. you are accessing the spiritual part of who you are as a person mm-hmm. to connect with that audience. Because mm-hmm. the message is in the music. And the message is love. 
and your messenger has to be able to access that by accessing their spiritual life, right? Right, right. So what's wrong with talking about that? Well, it, 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 it's not that I'm saying it's wrong. Is is it's a question? Are you ready for the truth? Because <laughs> <laughs> exactly. the truth, said, you yeah. can't handle the truth. It, it's the truth, <laughs> the truth, my brother, the truth. You know, are you ready for the truth? You know, ask you shall be given, seek you shall find, knock it shall open. And it's not that I know everything, and I'm. And yeah, I, yeah, yeah. This isn't you know, about. This isn't about uh, arrogance. Right. Thank God. Thank you for that. It's about the passion of, of, of the quest, is it not? Yes. And if I'm confronted, I say, go ask Ralph, because he pulled it out of me. And it takes, <laughs> it takes a certain interviewer to do this. Bless your heart, because what we're doing here now is not by coincidence. It was meant to be. Today's you believe great... that? You believe in... Oh, definitely. I always wonder about that. Is it... Is there such a thing as coincidence? If not, then there's some plan going on I don't know about. I can give you an ex example. Please do. Who's the fastest runner in the world? Uh, uh, Usain Bolt. Usain Bolt. I couldn't okay. remember his name. What's his last name? Bolt. Bolt. What's Bolt? <laughs> Energy. You Are you telling me, Ralph, that a little guy from a little island with two and a half million people just get up on his own and go to a country where the population is 1.5 billion and they build a stadium and give it name the bird's nest, which is great. And the kid goes there and run away from the rest of the world and didn't go to the United States on a scholarship. He did it because of the training and organic that in Jamaica and the fastest man. Right. You think he did all of that on his own? Come on, my brother. Come on. Energy, force. Words are powerful. Words are powerful. Yes, well, that doesn't can... explain Jonathan Bailey. Because Bailey is Bailey. Well, it's no, I'm just giving things. But at least Donovan yeah. Bailey. But he didn't just get up and do that. He had the discipline. Well, nobody to... does. You don't just get up and do what you're doing. I asked you when you you realize you should be on stage, and you said from conception. Ah. Because you don't think it's a in your life. It's not a coincidence. It's not. Well, you know, I was going to become a lawyer and then I just thought maybe I'll sing at this benefit and then ended up as a singer and a performer. Uh, it's because that was your destiny, but that's not always as clear to as many people. And, and sometimes I think we hear the call to do things and we ignore it because that's right. it's not fun to be a performer and entertainer in the world in many ways. It's, it's really hard work. I can give you an example again. Is it okay? Can I give you sure, a of course. When the Whalers started out, it was not Bob Marley and the Whalers. It was the Whalers. And the lead singer of the group, his name was Junior Brothwaite. Sing 10 times better than Bob Marley and higher octaves. But then he, the, and one of the songs you should check out that he sang was Hurts to Be Alone. A lot of people think it's young Bob Marley. No. It's it's the Whalers. It's under the Whalers, but the lead singer is Junior Brathwaite. And then he left for the United States. But all along, it was meant, the forces was meant to be that Bob Marley is the prophet, the musical prophet in our modern day. Bob Marley is the prophet. 
No if or but. Why do you think he died so young? Because of the truth. Why? What's That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I have no, yeah. I'm trying to figure out what that truth is. If you, well, if you know, the you truth. The cancer truth. in your foot and a bone and you don't treat it and then you die. Yeah, you, you know, the truth. That's another, but the truth, 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 truth. We must live in truth. I I have, you know, I wrote I, my music, which God has given me. I don't own it. I'm just a messenger of peace and love. If you check my song, Messenger. I am here. I respect my music. I treat it reverent. I never abuse it. When I missed your your appointment twice, I look up my wife says, it's not gonna happen again. And for the last five days, I did everything, put myself with the right people to make sure I'm ready for this morning. It's the respect <laughs> for you and the music and this part of the music and treat it with love and respect. And what I do, and when I leave this life, it's for the younger generation. I hope to leave substance for them, which is truth. So you and I are not young men anymore. What wisdom is coming to you as you get older? I'm not getting older. Who said I'm getting older? What's wrong with getting older? Depends if you get older in the physical. I'm not getting older in the physical. I, I'm, no, no, I'm sorry. Sorry. No, no you, I'm sorry. You're not getting I'm older got, in the. Uh, yeah, I'm getting older in the physical, but not spiritually. Right. But we live a longer period. Look, I've always. Nobody says, and they should, that people are old and improved. They th we're all seen as commodities, and so you're, it's either new and improved or it's not worth doing. People are ashamed of getting older. No, People don't be. tell people their age. Well, they shouldn't be, but ageism is real. If you go to do something and you're, you say, oh, I'm 72. 72? Well, you know, isn't there somebody 40? It's just a number, but that's just a number, though. To you. But to other people, it is. Well, I can't. You're supposed to go play golf somewhere. You're supposed yeah. To go away. Yeah. Yeah. But age gracefully, and because I, you know what most people are telling me now, my fans. Mm. Oh my goodness, they can't believe. They're telling me I'm singing better now than I used to many years ago. Do you believe them? Yes. Why do you think you're singing better now? Because I am. I am more in tune to the substance of the song and the history of the song. And because of, I'm keeping a better diet now than when I was much younger. And I am deeply more committed. I can't wait. To, when I go to bed, I'd say my prayers. I can't wait for day to arrive so I can do new stuff with the music. And I couldn't wait for today to be talking to you like now. Right. Yeah. So you, it sounds to me that you have more understanding, depth, and mm -hmm. gratitude for this mm -hmm. life. That's right. That's right. That's right. And I'm grateful. And I'll share another. I was blessed to be born in paradise number one, Jamaica. And I'm blessed to be living in paradise number two, Canada. Tell me, my brother, what more can I ask for? A great country like Canada, Jamaica. I'm not living in a war zone or whatever. Oh, brother, don't get me started. Thank God for this. What more can I ask for? And I'm talking to an handsome brother like Ralph <laughs> and Mike. Are you kidding me? 
And I mean it. I am blessed. So you didn't come immediately. Your mother came. As you a domestic worker. How old were you? 13 or so? I was a teenager. Yeah. Yeah. So were you, why didn't you come earlier? Were you, were you waiting for your mom to be able to take care of you here? Or like, what was the It gap? was hard. It was hard. She had to go through a test, rigid test. For example, one of the tests they gave her when they interviewed her. And Noreen, how would you prepare a leg of lamb? My God, we, never, we couldn't even afford to eat lamb in Jamaica. But the, 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 the white folks that her parents worked for used to, her parents, that's the closest we came to lamb. It was a very ugly test. And when, so she had to lie that she had no kids. Else they would have turned her down. Right. She lied and she had four kids. Wow. But she came in with the help, with the mercy of God and with her brothers here, we were able to get our feet planted and all worked out well in this great country. Did all four of you come? Yeah, I came first, then the others came after. What are you, are you youngest, oldest? I'm the eldest. You're the, I'm the youngest, you're the eldest. Yeah. I, I have a brother. And a lot of responsibility sisters. to being the eldest, isn't it? Oh, you know it. I had to sing with the cougars that I sang with here in Toronto. Yeah. When nothing was happening in Toronto, I had to go to Quebec. Through Barry, up through North Bay, all of Northern Ontario, Kirkland Lake, where the Plague of Brothers come from, then cross over into Rouen, Naranda, where Dave <laughs> Keon, the captain of the Maple Leafs, you know, Marcel Dion, all them boys, all over in Quebec, my brother. And then I had to work. Dion, number 14, wasn't he? That's 14? right. He's from Naranda, the English side of Rouen, Naranda. You don't know that. Yeah. yeah. So what was it like to be a Jamaican Rastafarian in all those towns? Oh, great education. Great. They helped my career. They look at you right away. They think you're a star. If, if you told them that you wasn't a singer, they would be disappointed. Hey, especially my friend. Well, that's the thing, though. Yeah. But it, but that's but they, they look at you and think uh, if you're black, you should either be a performer or, or, or an sports. athlete. Yeah. And my first TV show was in Rouen. Uh, I I can't remember the call name now. And oh Lord, it was and, until. We were in Valdor and we got a call from the Esquire Show Bar, one of the biggest clubs in Canada. It was in Montreal. And the guy, Mr. Sylvan, a Jewish brother, says, Hey, we hear about you guys up there in Valdor. You're good. We want you to come to Montreal to open for Fats Domino. Oh, wow. 500 miles away. We went you, how did you feel driving to, uh, to Montreal for that gig? All night. Superstar, superstar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, superstar. Nicky Norris, Everton, Pablo, Paul of us in the Cougars driving down, just two little old vehicles. And when we went to Montreal, that's when we got to see Duke Ellington, all the greats, because nobody was coming to Toronto. Toronto was no. too holy. Too square. 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 It was our Montreal, brother. And they helped us to become what I help, help me now to it. Hartha Connolly, do you love soul music? Yeah, yeah. Oh, Fats yeah. Domino, Little Richard. That's where I got to open for Sissy Houston, Whitney Houston's mom. 
Wow. She was, she was in a group called The Sweet Inspiration. And they toured with Elvis Presley for a long time. So I used, on Wilson Pickett now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah All them cats. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and, yeah. And oh, then the, yeah. And then Lecoq Door in Toronto. Yeah, Lecoq Door. Brought Arthur Connolly here, and then we had to back him up because we knew him from Montreal. And we tore down the barriers in Toronto so local bands could play the Lecoq Door. Yeah, well, that was a thing because I. With the I, cool uh, girls. I, I had this ridiculous moment in my life where I, I did any job my best friend Mike would take. I would just follow him. If it was driving yeah. pizza, I'd drive pizza. So he comes home one day. We, we hung out every day, and he goes, I got us another job. I said, where? He said, it's this place called the Piccadilly Tube. It's downtown. Yes, I It's crossing the Lecoq door. Yes, go, yes. Oh, yeah, what, what are we going to be doing there? And he goes, we're bouncers. <laughs> <laughs> I said, we're what? we're going to be bouncers. I said, Mike, neither of us has ever been in a fist fight in our lives. Like, what do you do? We're going to get killed. He goes, no, man, you just fake it. Look like you could beat somebody up. And they'll, they'll think, well, he's the bouncer. He probably can beat you up. <laughs> we, we did it for about four weeks. But the whole, this was, a, the Piccadilly Tube was a cover band. Uh, yes. Uh, yeah. A lot, so of lights had, used to uh, be, a lot of lights used to be in that place. Yeah, and Liverpool, which was a Beatles cover band. Right, uh, right. Lickin' Sticks, which is Rolling Stones. And right, so all right. these bands would, would show up. Uh, but, you know, it was, it was a very white bar. Yes. But the, guy, the, the guys from the Lecoq Door would show up to just see what was going on, just to move around different clubs. Black guys and, you know, dressed to the nines. And you realize that the white people in this bar were scared. They were scared. They're black. There's, and you realize the the in, the racism in in the heart that you don't even know you have. Mm. That you're looking at somebody and you're guys are looking at you in a in a bar in in, in the sticks and say, you know, if he's black, he's either a performer or an athlete or I don't know. And then these guys walk in. One guy I always remember had a very nice red suit, black shirt, red tie, and beautiful hat. And he walks in and everybody doesn't know what to do with him because they're just a bunch of white kids from Toronto <laughs> staring mm -hmm. at him. Mm -hmm. And I realized all these rivers we, we, we swim in that are just not meeting in the ocean. Mm -hmm. They're just, mm -hmm. the bridges don't get crossed. The people mm -hmm. don't, don't, don't do that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and it just breaks yeah, my heart. And, and to, to prejudge every time to prejudge is prejudice. Yeah. yeah. It's so wrong. Not so so now we're in Black Lives Matter. Mm -hmm. Does it resonate with you? Do you think, oh, this is just going to pass like everything else, or do you have hope? I must have hope. And these are young generation who see things from a different perspective than many of us, the older ones. Now, we, we as elders, we have to learn to listen more. I like, I'm an entertainer. I'm a music, I'm a singer, and I my duty is to hear every instrument behind me. In other words, what I'm trying to say, we need to orchestrate our thoughts much, much better. All of us, including Black Lives Matter, because it's very important. We need to listen to each other. We need to listen to this young, the young generation, learn from them, and they need to get wisdom from us too, because experience teaches wisdom. So we need to communicate and and establish understanding rather than just dealing in the physical because that's going to be temporary 
It's an illusion. All that we see is an illusion. But what the eyes don't see is everlasting. That spirit. You can't see can't, the current up there, but you can see the product, light. The energy. It's all energy again. And if you mess with it in the wrong way, it will slap you on the hand and shake you. We need to communicate. We need to establish understanding. Because we're one. The spirit is one. One love. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's one. One connection, one foundation. We need to build love on one foundation. Oh, my Lord. That's what you asked me, and that's all. That, but then that's how I see it. By the rivers of Babylon. Thank you. Hey, you, you got he sat down. You should be ashamed. You should have been a professional and singer. There he went. There you go. He remembered Zion. Now, there you go. For the wicked carry us away, captivity. Timothy. Require from us a song. You hear? How can we sing King Alpha's song in a strange, strange land? Strange land. Mm. Yeah. You hear that? Hey, hear that. My it's brother. It, every Saturday, nice... it's, in the, it's in the Old Testament. Every Saturday, it's said. Yes. You have, and you have a very sweet voice. Well, thank you. Today, you don't have to be a great singer to make it. Remember that. That'll be my bar. <laughs> Why are you singing? Well, because I don't have to. Jay told me I don't have to be a great singer. I should just. But here's the thing: everyone has a voice. Express yourself. When somebody says to you, "What? Well, how do you respond when someone says, oh, I can't sing?" Mm. To me, that makes them me go, "What are you doing? Go Why would with, you decide that?" Go look within yourself. It's there. Go find it. Go right. top. Go top to your inner being, your resource. That as we've been blessed. We've been blessed from creation. Can you imagine? I was chosen out of so many million cells to be who I am today. And you're telling me, who's going to tell me I'm not special and I can't? Who are you to tell me that I can't? I must not. Who am I? Who, you mean I need your approval to tell me that I can grow and reach for the stars? Uh-uh. I'm sorry. No. No. I'm listening to that voice within no, I don't need a third party to tell me, yes, I can, I can't. No. So every time you go out in front of an audience, mm -hmm. that's put into, you put yourself in a position where they can decide that they're loving you or not loving you. Yes. But I have no control. Sounds to me like, yeah, but it sounds to me like you have a center that says, this is, I, I am okay with me. I don't need you to tell me I'm okay. I'm just trying to do, I'm just trying to create an experience with you. Not and I please, need, and I need, love me, and I need your blessings. That's what I do. You got it. I need your blessing. Please love me. Forgive what me. What happens when they don't? Uh, well, if they don't, that too will change. That too will change. It, my new song that was just released. It's called "Must Change." I left. I I did not put M U S T. I put M U S C H A N G. Everything was changed. Nothing stays the same. Nothing or no one stays the same. That's my latest release. Must change. There's a video there. Not, nothing stays the same. Nothing. So do you still see yourself as Rastafarian? Or do you just think I'm just... Well, you know what? 
you call me Rastafarian, and I, you know, I, I, but I never really tell it. I told, I never tell anyone I'm a Rastafarian. I, I consider myself as a true being from the creation of Jah, and I'm a spiritual being. Right. I'm a spiritual being living in a spiritual universe governed by spiritual laws. Because the word Rastafarian, a lot of people who don't understand will put a stigma to it. Yeah, a cartoon. That's right. Yeah. You know, so I am a spiritual being, still trying to obey and live by the principle of the universe. And it's the music that is the... There, there you go, bro. Yeah. Yeah. What a great gift. The only international language of joy, music. Well, there's a sect of Jew, Jews called Hasidim, and mm -hmm. you, you see them with their black jackets and their hats right. and yeah. very orthodox. And right. their 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 path is 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 not rational. It's it's ecstatic, <laughs> like Sufis, right? You know, Sufis dancing. They, yeah, they, they they yearn to transcend the rational mind, the material mind, the prove to me mind. Oh, they. Lord. They want connection with God in, in, their, in that way. But one of the things that they do, somebody once was with them and started singing one of their ultimate songs, and everyone was, he thought they'd love it, and they were mortified because he hadn't prepared himself to sing the song properly mm -hmm. because they do 10 different prayers, mm -hmm. and then they sing this song. Right, right. Right, so that they prepare themselves because the highest level of spirituality to them is the song. There you is go. The music is mm -hmm. the song. The vibration. Right. Oh. Oh. Because that does it doesn't matter if you're where you are, you catch it, right? It's a healing force. It's a healing yeah. force, bro. It's it's a healing force. And I believe in the power of prayer. I believe in the power of prayer. My prayer is that. I'm thankful every time, I'm grateful, I am blessed. And I don't go begging for power to disrespect you or to exploit you. I thank God for you as my brother. I thank God for your environment. I thank God for the breath that I breathe because that breath that we breathe so deeply, deep breathing, it's energy. It wakes up that energy within. So while I meditate, I do that. And I will admit, I'm still trying to get a lot of things right. So it's not that I'm so right, you're so wrong. No, my brother. I am humble to thee. Well, there's the thing about spirituality. If you can't bend your knee to the fact that there are things greater than yourself and that they're not well understood because we're just human, then... You are God. And there are people who argue that the problem, problems that we face these days is because we have fooled ourselves into thinking we're God. Well, thinking that you're God only in the physical. Yes. It's not, you know, yes. you know, you know, because there are certain parts in the Bible that says, I am that I am. And when it's where is God, the question isn't where is God, it's where am I? Right? <laughs> Mr. Ralph. On a Monday morning, you are, <laughs> you are, and I mean it respectfully. Woo, whoa. 
Man, you sure know how to dig deep into the soul. <laughs> well, you know, we're, this is what I meant by we're older now, that we don't measure our physical lives in forevers. We measure them in decades. Mm -hmm. so, and as we get even older, we will measure them in years and then months and days, mm -hmm. if we're lucky enough. Right. But that should give us the humility to say, as I like to say often, this isn't a rehearsal. So if it's not the rehearsal, this is the actual performance. Then perhaps this is real. This is do. real. Yeah. This There's a beautiful real. book called This is Real and You Are Completely Unprepared. This is real? This is real and you but, are completely unprepared. Oh, is, is there a... <laughs> really? Yeah, it's about the high holidays which are coming up, the uh, Jewish New Year and the Day of Atonement. And it's a rabbi who had been a Zen master for 10 years, Alan Liu, uh, and then became a rabbi. He was Jewish by birth, and he became a rabbi. And this book is this wonderful look at this time in our tradition is where you take stock of yourself, where you ask forgiveness from people that you have offended, whether you meant to or not, where you kind of try to clean your container to be ready for a new year. And then you enter into the new year with the Day of Atonement, after it, you know, eight days after it. And in that day, you really have to accept the thing that, that you have been cruel, that you have lied, that you have been dishonest. Mm -hmm. But also to, to say that you are someone who is aware of your fallibility and always will want to be better in the year to come. Mm -hmm. And you ask to be inscribed, inscribed in the book of life. Mm -hmm. So that, that whole process he writes about beautifully, and he's passed away, passed away relatively young. Mm -hmm. uh, he, he writes about that and says, this is real, and you are completely unprepared. Wow. So stop walking around like you know everything. Oh, God. Because no. that's our defense, right? No, I mean, yeah, no. look at the political culture we live in. Oh, oh. You know, they know. It, oh, I, I work. <laughs> I work in politics in another part of my life. Oh, I, I sit the, and I listen, and sometimes I have to turn it off because. Of course. No, no. Oh, oh, please! I don't. They want that. you to turn it off. They don't oh. want you engaged. They only want the people they that they have on their side engaged. If you say, "Oh, a pox on all their houses," I'm not voting. Excellent. I'd rather have my 34 percent of people who totally believe in what I'm saying and they'll come out and vote. But if you don't care anymore, then I don't have to worry that you're going to vote for the other person. Well, the thing is, is it's my duty to vote and I vote all the time. But the reason why I said I turn it off is because I know that that's not all the answer there is when I'm hearing. So I can rise above it because it's, it's, it's there. Oh, I, I better be careful. It's, there's so much. <laughs> There was so much negativity there. Yes, but we should we, also, we should be courageous. Not, oh yeah, oh not yeah. Not so careful though. Not so careful. Not so saturated. Not so saturated. But also not so careful. You yeah. know, we, I don't mean we should go out and be offensive to people. No. I think that it's like being in the back of a cab, and having somebody say the driver say something incredibly racist. Hmm. You know, do you say something or do you go, um, okay, I'm going to let that one go. You know, I'll be in the cab once in, in, in life and have someone say, you know, but the Jews, the Jews, they just, they run the world. They're out to get us. Now, do I just sit quietly and let the driver take me to where I'm going or do I mm -hmm. go? No, you got to say something. Right. Bob Marley has a song that says, say something. No, no, I say something, but you know what? 
I I believe in getting in a good fight, not just getting a fight to say I was in a fight. I, I, I like <laughs> I like good I like good fight. And no, I, I I you know I know when we're why and how to speak. You know, and and sometimes when I do hear things, I listen because if I have to comment on it or speak about it, I need the facts. So I like to talk about. I, know, I like to know what I'm talking about. But some cases, well, whoop, I can rise above that one. Rise above that one. Yeah. I mean, one of the things somebody taught me a while ago about conflict. Mm. So when you sit with somebody who just doesn't see the world the way you do or see life the way you do, mm. you can either spend your time waiting for them to finish talking so you can convince them of your point of view, or you can become genuinely curious. Yes, and I, I and another thing I do in situation like that, I send that someone love and blessing from afar. Ah, lovely. That that's is the key I, to that's forgiveness. That's one of my strong, beautiful, beautiful love beautiful. and blessings from afar. Well, listen, my friend, I we have to uh, we have to say goodbye. But yes, it's been an absolute pleasure being with you. It's a pleasure too. Pleasure. You've been a teacher, a rabbi this morning. <laughs> <laughs> As have you. As thank have you. you so much. And please check out my new release. So the new release and where to find it? Tell me, please. Uh, with Slamming Media, <clears throat> also my uh, the, my team, Slamming Media, and my publicist, Mr. Eric Alper. They have all of that stuff for you. My new release must change. And I'd like to thank them for the work they've been in, the team at Slamming Media. And there's a, a video there's a video there too for Must Change. Lovely, lovely. On YouTube. I, I send you a blessing. Uh, may you have nothing but goodness in your life. May your balance be found on a daily basis. And uh, may things be sweet uh, in this physical life and in the spiritual life that you are already uh, entered into and will continue on regardless of where your physical being will be. Thank you, my brother. And um, as they say in Jamaica, my grandma Louise and Linford, they would say, walk good. <laughs> walk good means walk with God. I will walk good. You it take is. care of yourself. Jay Douglas has been my guest on Not That Kind of Rabbi. Uh, please check him out. Slamming Media is where you'll find him as the website. Must change. One word must change is the name of the song. And uh, uh, I wish all of you the best. If you want to get in touch with me, at Ralph Ben Murgy on Twitter, uh, drop me a line and we'll get in touch. Take care of each other and be safe and well in this crazy upside down world. Bye.
This podcast has been produced by TMDS and accelerated by Rome Phone. Rome Phone brings you the most reliable virtual phone service to run your business and protect your home number from unwanted calls. Visit romephone.ca to get started.